2: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game show. I'm Jay Zawoski here with Greg Boyson. The Hawks lose 3-2 in overtime to the Winnipeg Jets in a game that was Greg simultaneously very hard-fought and gritty and
3: frustrating.
2: <laughs> yes, it had a little um, bit of everything.
3: We got back here for the third period after spending the first two periods in the press box, where you really can't. You know, a lot of under our breath and lot conversations of, amongst yeah. us. <laughs> I let all that frustration <laughs> out here during the third period. Cause it's just, we've said it all season long, but tonight was like the epitome of, why is everything so freaking hard? Everything is hard all the time. It's just, no pass is ever taped to tape. No. No play is ever crisp over the line. No pat, no zone exit is ever clean. It's always just, it's always something. Yes. Jason Dickinson has Connor Hollerbuck laying on the ground and he shoots it into his head. (laughs) Like it just, nothing is ever easy. This (sighs) team and tonight was the epitome of difficult hockey. This is a game they could have won. Maybe I argue they should have won. They've played the Jets tough. All four games, yeah. It's been two overtime games and and two one goal losses in regulation. All four games, one goal games. Well, what's frustrating about this one is like, first of all,
2: the Hawks came out first period played really well. Yeah, it's, you know they're down one nothing, but they talked to Calum Black in intermission. It was like, yeah, we're we're right there, we're right where we need to be. You know that yeah, was a that sick was... shot by Ealers. Yeah, that, you could they, do about that, that was.
3: They had Ealers. Pushed out to the outside where you want him. Not many guys are scoring from that spot. And he just. Perfect snipe. Put it right over the top of the shoulder. Just not much you could do on that play.
2: Second period was horrible. Uh, And then the third, they battled back. They forced overtime. They had a lot of control of the game. And then. Overtime starts, and we're going to get there. Let's, let's start with overtime, but first we want to let people vote on the four-star of the game. Here are your three stars. Your number three star is Seth Jones. We'll get He had two assists, but a lot more on him coming up. Uh, Kyle Connor was number two, and Nikolai Ehlers, of course, with his two goals, is number one star of the game. So here are your nominees for four-star vote on the uh, web poll there on our YouTube page. And make sure while you're there, by the way, you smash that like button and subscribe to the YouTube page. Colin Blackwell with a goal, two shots, four shot attempts, two hits in 15.59. Tyler Johnson with the game tying goal. He had five shots on goal, seven shot attempts in 15.29. And Jason Dickinson with that really nice assist to set up the tying goal, four shots, five shot attempts, and won 12 of 22 faceoffs and led all forwards with 20 minutes and 43 seconds of ice time. But just to isolate on Seth Jones here, and he's been playing his ass off over the last little bit here. He played 29-18 of this game, Uh, finished with... He had two assists, did he
3: not? Yes. Yes,
2: the box score is not updated, his two assists. Uh, He had two assists, four shots, nine shot attempts. He is out there basically willing this team into survival. And take a look at that overtime goal, or the game-tying goal, rather. Seth Jones keeps that play alive, under pressure at the blue line, Gets it over to Dickinson, who puts a backhand pass to, to Johnson. Without Seth Jones keeping that puck in, overtime right. never happens in this uh, game. He, he was incredible. Only, he in only game.
3: has one assist. He did not get the secondary assist. Did he assist take it away? Of, because Dickinson has the secondary assist. Felino has the primary, so Felino must have touched it on its way to Johnson. Oh. All right. Look at Felino out there stealing assists. Yeah, wow talk to him about that i want to hope soon. that doesn't
2: cost me who's your hawk i don't think it's going to but it's not you're it's the only a, guy that had a point <laughs> that's true um spoiler <laughs> alert um yeah so get your votes in and we'll reveal the four star of the game at the end of the show but over time i got a tweet uh at me uh just a few minutes ago from frank ruffalo he's active all the time and uh i said the same thing to you i go you're like, why is Jacob Magnus standing on the ice before overtime? Get on the bench. And I said, why is Conor Bedard sitting on the bench? Get out there. Yeah. It's overtime. And, yeah, we know Luke Richardson likes to start overtime with Jason Dickinson. He always has because he off. wins that
3: faceoff. But why is Conor Bedard not out there instead of Nick Felino? Now, we know we love Nick Felino. Of course. But Nick Felino is – I don't know if he's talking tonight after the game, but he will admittedly say he cost him this game because he had the turnover – yeah, and then the puck, the game-winning the winning goal, the goal off up, his game. like, I don't know. It was one of those plays where he's driving in and then pulls up, lets the defenseman catch up to him. Just if you if you don't have a shot, just flick it in flick behind. It. Yep, get it in get behind a deep. the net. Get it, Jason get a deep, Dickinson let ninety eight. Get, get on the ice. Yeah, like it. I I agree. I, I, I get having Jason Dickinson start overtime because you want to win the face off. You want to have possession. And he did that portion of it, but it should be Connor Bedard out there with. At the, Yeah, like there's really no way. Like Connor Bedard should be out on three on three overtime. He should never leave the ice.
2: I agree. He also, Bedard, by the way, won three of seven faceoffs. So not horrible. Uh, that's 43%, but flip yeah. it and it's. No, you know, Have Dickinson
3: way. win the faceoff. Give it to Bedard. Yeah. Dickinson can skate off the ice and let Kuroshev get on and then let the magic happen.
2: Yeah. It's that's the thing. It's like this game felt like a missed opportunity. And look a lot of people I've seen a lot of people in the chat that it's inexcusable he wasn't out there. It was a twenty five second overtime. <laughs> like that there was no other there was no right. next shift. Yeah. It uh but it backfired. I put him out there immediately.
3: Yeah, but this is what he's done all season. It wasn't like this yeah. was. And
2: what five? There will now five and now four. Now five in and four overtime. But yeah. they were five and three at the time. This is what
3: they did when Connor Bedard won the game in overtime against the Jets. He didn't start that period. He didn't start the overtime. So yeah, I. While I agree with everybody in the chat that said he needs to be out there, it's also you know. What he's done all season for whatever reason, maybe yeah. I'm, I'm, hopefully he. Uh, one of our fellow beat reporters asks Luke, "Hey, why'd you not tap ninety eight on the shoulder there?" Yeah. Well, like, we'll
2: see. If Mario, Mario, maybe we'll send, we'll send Luke in. We'll be able to play it before or during his visit. Because um, I'm interested in what he has to say about this one. Because look, like
3: you can't be upset. You can't. Per se.
2: Yeah. Was they they hung in there? The second period was trash, but like you're talking cup contender versus bottom feeder, and it, there's going to be times where it looks like that. But at the end of the day, the Hawks with a shot advantage. 35-31. They outshot them 11-8 in the first. They were outshot 15-10 in the second Out outshot them 14-7 to seven yeah, in that the third.
3: Fif- that 15-10, though, it was like... It felt way worse than that. It was like 14-2 <laughs> at one point. Yeah. That Colin Blackwell goal gave them some energy in life. That came with, like, what, four or five minutes left in the second period? Yeah, and the Hawks had a look in And they, they kept the pressure on after that. That kind of flipped the game around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that yeah there was uh four minutes to go four or two left on the Blackwell goal just looking at the uh, possession
2: numbers corsi 54 43 in favor of the Hawks uh Fenwick 37 30 oh I'm sorry I'm sorry resetting I was going by shot attempts not percentages 55.7 percent to 44.3 percent corsi 52.9 percent Fenwick in favor of the Hawks uh the Hawks had 28 shots that are 24 this is a five and five obviously Uh, 21 scoring chances for the Hawks, 22 for the Jets. High danger, 11 to 7 for the Hawks. And the Hawks with the 2.29 expected goals to the Jets, 1.76. As lopsided as the second period was, all the numbers point to the Hawks having a better game at 5 on 5. And it's just their inability to effing complete passes cleanly or get shots off or
3: receive a pass. Right. And uh, before we talk about that, Lucy. Has uh, we still do not know where Zaitsev is. I saw him today, Ooh. he's alive. Nikita <laughs> Zaitsev exists. Uh, when I was walking out of the United Center after morning skate, uh, he walked by me. So he's he's alive, he's walking, didn't have much of a limp. I don't know what his status is, he hasn't skated or anything, but he still exists. It literally he walked by, we made eye contact, we nodded at each other. And then it took me like another six seconds to like for it to dawn on me who it was, because <laughs> like I know that guy, I've seen him before. Oh right, that's the key to Zaitsev. <laughs> I have to report that
2: his he's still a thing. That was me with uh, Kevin Chevaldeev in the bathroom. Like, kind looks familiar. Oh, it's Kevin Chevaldeev. I would to like search my hockey rolodex of who is that. Um, yeah, it's uh, look, man, a, a lot of these games feel the same at the end, but this one. It feels like a missed opportunity. It feels like a game they they could have and maybe should have won. And
3: we mentioned the first Ehlers goal. Great shot. Second Ehlers goal, inexcusable. A lot of bad. Cannot play. That play was a complete team breakdown. You had a delayed penalty coming. Yes. Ehlers gets the puck behind his own net, skates all the way up. Maybe the Blackhawks were just kind of lollygagging a bit because they're like, all we have to do is just touch the puck. And the whistle's going to blow. They let him get to the blue line. And then once he's in the blue line, he gets to the slot. And you have Jacob Megna, not an NHL defenseman, and Kevin Korchinski. Nick Foligno was there, too. And, and Bedard gave him a little flyby. And they all stand there, and nobody makes a move to go get
2: him. Nope. That was a team failure. Yes. All Bedard five was, guys Bedard was there. the first guy on him as he entered the zone, and Bedard kind of, like, gave him the old Roger Dorn. Gave him yeah. the old A bullshit. And then he cuts to the middle looking for the NHL 24 uh, glitch cheese goal. And uh, all the Hawks are just like, mm, go right ahead. Yeah. Take I your mean, shot. I you had
3: two defensemen stand there and watch him. Nobody moved. Nick Felino let him shoot. That's an inexcusable goal. And then the third goal, the overtime goal, was bad luck. The turnover and then off the stick. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about Kevin Korczynski. Um rough night <sighs> yeah it was he's a, rough had a night for him. couple of rough nights here and i get it like he's never played this much hockey no. he's up to how many games have the hawks played now what game is this 50 something 58 and he's played them all and he's coming from juniors where you're not playing as many you know the chl you play 60 i think games or so over 60 but he's getting to that point he's never played nhl he's getting to that point where like mentally physically he's probably exhausted tonight like i walked into the building and when i walked in there's a little hallway we come in we come in uh if you've been to the hawks game and you see where they do the little soccer before the game those doors those are the doors we walk into and i walk in and kevin Korczynski was in that hallway shooting a rubber puck off the wall and like stick handling but tonight was just it was tough and this is now what, the second
2: game in three games where he's struggled. And look, like I I pointed out on Twitter and people are like, you shouldn't just pick on him. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Kevin Korchinski, yes, he's 19, but he's an NHL player. He is worthy of crit- I just cr- criticized Connor Bedard yeah. for flying by. Like, well, these anything, guys are pros. It's okay it's to point picky, out their it's errors. It's not picking
3: on him. But we should be criticizing the players that mean something going forward. Yes. I'm not going to get upset when Jacob Megna throws a puck into the middle of the ice because Jacob Megna's not going to be here after right. this year. Kevin Korczynski is one of your potential cornerstones of hopefully another dynasty type run here in a few years. So these are the type of plays that you you are going to happen with a young defenseman. But you just when they happen multiple times in the same game, you're kind of like, what are we doing here? Turnovers happen, bad plays happen, bad reads happen. Veterans make those plays all the time, but when like, you keep seeing the same mistakes happen over and over again, that's when you're like, okay, what are we doing here? Does he, like, unfortunately, I don't, there's no way they can sit him out for a game. You know, if they wanted to give him that, okay, take a breath, reset treatment, because they only have six healthy defensemen right
2: now. Yeah. I don't know if I'm doing that. I mean, look, like, we're at game 52, as you mentioned, 53. 58. The, uh, but he's only played 52. Oh, because right. The, he did miss some right. right. I forgot about that. But yeah. the most he's played in his career is 67. So, like, You're getting yeah. Yeah. Like, and, like, uh, Merrick said it, like, he's 19, has a lot of talent, not worried about him. We're not worried about him either. It oh. just makes a lot of sense that. Look, when he was playing in Seattle, it wasn't quite the same as playing in the NHL every night, where every mis- every decision you make is, you know, quick and you know he- you're not given the old uh, spaceballs, hand in the helmet like you were doing in Seattle. You've got guys that are as good or better than you in this league, and it's going to take its toll, both physically and mentally. The fact that he's had a handful of games at most where you'd say like he was not great, that's good. I'm encouraged that it's taken yes, up to I, game 53 of his career oh for us to really say, "Hey, couple in a row where he's been tough."
3: Yes, off like these are normal growing pains for a young defenseman. We're yeah. talking about a teenager in the NHL. Like he has been better overall than I expected this season. Like, do I want some more offense out of yeah. him? Absolutely. It'll will come. that will that come? Sure, it will. Like, I'm not saying you know he needs. He's a bust. Anything like that, but our job is to analyze and break down games. That's it, and make bad jokes. Well, so yeah, when when guys have rough games, we're gonna point them out, whether they're a top prospect or they're you know uh, 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 an AHLer getting a, a run here in the NHL. So like, not down on the kid, but just saying like, hey, that's a rough game. He's had a couple of rough games. Here over the, over the last few... Like, he was benched for a lot of that second period. Was that the Ottawa game that he sat in? Yeah. Um, or the Pittsburgh game. Uh, game. They all whatever the game. Whatever whatever <laughs> That game they lost. The one they um, lost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you don't... My thing is, I young kids make mistakes. I start to get itchy when they make the same mistakes over and over and yeah. over again. Like... We're seeing Connor Berdard show that he can, like, adapt.
0: You mm-hmm. know, there
3: was that play, uh, I believe it was in the Pittsburgh game, where he tried to make the cross-ice pass to Jones, and it was tipped the other way, and then Riley Smith scored that goal. And then the next game, he went to make that same play, but he waited an extra second for right. the defenseman to come in. And, you know, he's, we've seen him do other things where he, like, tonight – I am pointing out in the yep. press box, I don't know if it was to you or to Mario, but he gets to the blue line, there's three defenders in, Dump he just in. flips the puck over deep and lives the fight another day, where most of the season he's trying to skate through all three of them. So right. you're seeing him make recognition of previous mistakes and not making them. That's what I want to start seeing out of Kevin Korchinski.
2: Yeah, and I, I mean, it is a little bit apples and oranges too because you're dealing with a defenseman who's kind of tasked with being the breakout guy who's got to get everything going and – you know, when when the game's off for a guy like that, it's a lot more noticeable. Those turnovers become a lot more noticeable. But look, I again, I am not worried about Kevin Korchinski, but I do think it's worth pointing out, and we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't, that he's had a couple of rough ones in a row here. Again, my opinion of him has not changed no. at all as a prospect.
3: And when he gets out of this little funk and has a big game, we'll be here to fl- of course. throw flowers in his direction.
2: Uh, do Mark we have, have uh, the Seth Jones ready to go? Yeah, we do. Why don't we hear from uh, Seth Jones post-game, uh, and then we're going to take a break, and then Mario should be with us uh, shortly after that. So here is Seth Jones after the 3-2 loss to the Jets in overtime.
4: Very well this year. Uh, you know, I you know, it's going to get one, and how much did you want that second over of the way you guys played tonight? Yeah, um, we did a lot of good things, I thought. Um, we got through some of their big momentum swings when they had a lot of ozone on time and we were able to get through it and rise basically saves. And then we added some sustained ozone on time as well. Uh, we were able to get pucks to the net. I think our fours had a great job in it, getting pucks low to high and getting it out of uh, pressure. And the D were shooting tonight, I thought, a lot more than, than we have been in the past. So I'm um, just trying to get more traffic around there. It's just an unfortunate bounce in OT. It's just. It doesn't really surprise me at this point. To be it's kind of crazy. <laughs> say, just a snake bit. Big sometimes it feels like with you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're trying to pass it back door and just off the next state and skate, and uh, Raz has really got no chance on that. So, you know, in OT, we, we want to try to sustain uh, puck possession when we can, but um, that's just an unfortunate balance. So.
0: You've talked so much about stringing those offensive shifts together, and what mm-hmm. did you guys do to actually make it happen tonight? Well,
4: I thought our forecheck was pretty good. Uh, we were able to get pressure on the puck and then make them make mistakes. And, um, thought our second guy was in there quick as well, so we scoop some pucks off that. And then I think low to high is the key. You see a lot of teams now like to put five in the corner and try to outnumber you right away. Then they get it from us. So it's tough on the forwards. Uh, it's three on five down there. So when they get it out high, it's quickly. It's, it's nice. And obviously, the D have to get their shots through and, and make things happen from up top. Which you is true on Blackwood's goal. Um, I just got the puck in the middle there, and, and Blackie took off. That's what I saw. I, it's a great play by him. Usually, when there's a turnover kind of in that hash mark area, um, no one expects, you know, a breakaway play. So uh, it's great recognition by Blackie, and I just try to put it on his table.
1: You guys struggled so long at the six on five at the end of games, but mm-hmm. you've had it work a few times recently. Did you change anything, or is it
4: really just a team desperation that's starting to pay off? Just team desperation. I think we are all on the same page at the moment with it. Uh, Everyone seems pretty comfortable in their spots. I'm trying to just distribute up there and keep pucks alive um, when I can. And uh, we know we've obviously had a lot going on at six 5 but recently we're getting pucks in the net. I think uh, with Kershey shooting, when our flight guys are shooting, taking those one-timers, they got to respect it. And then we have three guys around the net, and we outnumber them from there.
1: It looked like Winnipeg was pretty much just body and Bedard the entire third period. Is that something that you guys see? And is it, you have to find a spot where you can maybe stand up for him without taking a penalty there in a close game?
4: Uh, yeah, I think Bobby, Bobby was in there pretty quick. I think um, we want to do that to other teams' best players as well. You know, you want to get under guys' skin. You want to uh, be first to play against, especially the teams' top players and young players. So um, I think I don't think this is going to be the end of that form. He's going to see that throughout his career. I think the best players all do McCarron, Crosby, and, and McDavids, they all have you know, say even a guy with Larry tonight, his job is to, you know, shut down top lines, get into you know the best player scanning of the team. So um, he's gotta be patient with that and um, everyone's got everyone's back in this room. Seemed like uh Fulino gave him an extra shot, gave Dylan an extra shot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Bowlby, I think it was Bobby was it Fleaggy too? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think Fleaggy got him a, a shift after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that's just playing hard. Playing hard for each other. Being physical I think we can do that a little bit more is, is be yeah. physical for each other and uh,
2: and now that I think that'll create turnover scores. Seth Jones after the Hawks 3-2 loss to the Jets. Interesting um, question from Tab there saying, like, hey, are you, are you noticing the teams are starting to play Bedard physically? And he's like, that's how we want to play other team stars too. Like, Connor Bedard is going to get hit. Like, he's going to have the Teams are going to come after him. And he's – I'll tell you like he got right in Brendan Dillon's face. He did not back in. down at
3: all. Jumped up a little bit cuz yeah. the height advantage. No, like we see we see that Connor Bedard is not just oh, I'm I'm a great offensive player. Like he's got a, he's got a little red ass in him. He's not afraid to be physical. He's not yeah. afraid to stand up for himself. He's not afraid to stare down a goalie. He's also effortable.
2: he is not tall but he's not small. Connor yeah. Bedard is a fireplug man. Yeah. He's not some some shrinking violet. No. He is a strong,
3: shredded young man that can stand up for himself. Yeah. But he shouldn't have to. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but he can if he need to. Like yeah. he was he he did not back down from Brendan Dillon well, who Anthony is a big who is a big yeah. angry dude.
2: And Bovillier comes right, right in to support him and Bovillier uh, we kind of ragged on him last game, but nice game today to the point where he got promoted to the top line yep. with Khrushchev and uh, and uh, Bedard, so good signs from him. I know, like, maybe we are a little rough on him his first or second game back that he wasn't doing much, but visible and stand-up for a teammate, that's the stuff you want to see. I see Mario is standing by, so we're going to take our first break, and you see us here with our ice, icy cold uh, Coors Light Cups, and, man, nothing takes the edge off of a tough Hawks loss. Like a nice, crispy, cold Coors Light. When I think of relaxation and chilling, a lot of my most chill memories are featuring Coors Light. Party ball? Perhaps some other things, too. (laughs) But Coors Light is certainly mostly involved most of the time when I'm relaxing. Because you know what I like? it is Stella
3: Blue playing in the background. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. As
2: As an old guy... You know, I can't just drink those big old heavy beers, and I don't want to because, A, they don't taste good, and, B, they make me feel really full. Coors Light is cold and refreshing and does not fill you up. I love it. Uh, it is the perfect cold refreshment to chill you out, especially during an intense hockey game. Uh, and when you need to chill most, that's what you want to grab, a nice cold silver bullet. When the mountains turn blue, it is cold as the Rockies. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packets for a smoother, when it's time to chill, open a Coors Light. It's melting cold refreshment as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. When it's time to chill, Coors Light is the beer I reach for. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash chgo hockey. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Coors
3: and Coors Light, legends in the beer game. Indeed. An empire today legends in the flooring game chicagoland legends worldwide legends with empire today you get shop at home convenience the right product for your needs quick and professional installation and a low price guarantee Empire today is the absolute best place to get new flooring so of course they have a lot of copycats but empire can't be beaten on quality service speed so competitors they advertise low quality products that empire simply won't carry Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home they wouldn't put in theirs they keep floor shopping they keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection they go out they find what you need they don't overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes what they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples to find the perfect styles, so you don't have to. Plus, I have a virtual floor designer. It's the best way to see how the new floors will look in any space, it's simple. You just take a picture of the room you want your new floors in, and you'll instantly see how they're going to look. So you can see how the colors match up, the decor, it's absolutely Perfect. They pride themselves on their convenient shop-at-home service They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors mm. so they can see exactly what their new floors is going to look like and make a perfect and informed decision. They also service their own warranty, so if an issue should ever arise, you just call Empire. They service it all themselves. You don't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number and find out that that company went out of business in the 50s. <laughs> So, schedule a free Some in-home estimate forest. today. <laughs> all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for all the details. Speaking of details, uh, if you are joining
2: us Sunday for our takeover for Chris Chelio's night slash Patrick Kane's return. Should your tickets. Yeah, you should have your tickets already. Uh, we are going to meet in the atrium right around chelly's Chili around 145 or two so uh, look for us there again if you can't attend the pre-game stuff that's fine but just know the chelly ceremony starts at 3 10 yes. so don't think you're going to show up at five o'clock for a five o'clock puck drop and catch that ceremony it's going to be 3:10. then it'll be time for you to go grab some some cold ones and some food and wait till the game starts. What they do there is they don't want to get the players off their rhythms. Right. So the ceremony is well before the game. So prepare. Even if you're not coming to the game, get in front of your TV by three o'clock so you don't miss a second of that ceremony. So it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. And speaking of the United Center, why don't we go out there right now hey. and bring in our buddy, I'm Mario
3: Tiribasi? That sounds like one hell of an idea.
2: There he is. What's up, Mario? Hey, what's up guys? How's it going? Everything's groovy. Uh the conversation to start the show was the decision to not have Connor Bedard on the ice to start overtime. I'm sure that was a question asked to Luke Richardson. Uh what was he what was his response?
0: Um yeah, that was uh I mean if if they don't score 15 seconds into overtime, you don't think twice about it, but obviously with the game ending that quickly and Conor Bedard never being able to touch the ice, uh, that becomes a, a topic of discussion. He started his explanation was that he started Dickinson and Foligno uh, with the hope that they would be able to possess the puck uh, a bit longer than they did, a little bit more successfully than they did to try and tire out the uh, Jets' starting uh, starting skaters, and then with them being tired, be able to try and then get Bedard and uh, Kurashev out there uh, with a the tired group defensively. Obviously, that didn't happen. So, I mean, yeah, do you want to say put your best players out there to start? Sure. Um, but I think, you know, the the, the strategy of trying to uh, it's it's you're, you're playing a little bit of chess there. You know, you're, you're, you're trying to say we believe that we're going to get the puck uh, with Dickinson and Felino and we'll be able to possess it long enough and they play. You know they play a, a heavy enough style, both offensively and defensively, that they're going to tire out the group that's going to start for the Jets. So that when we're able to make a change with possession of the puck, uh, we're going to get our, our two best offensive players out there completely fresh uh, against a, a, a tired opponent. So it it makes sense to me. Uh, just obviously the execution didn't work, so then you know it comes into question.
2: Yeah, and I, look, it's. It is a valid reason. It
3: makes a lot of sense.
2: He's but,
0: done it before.
3: Yeah, he did it the last time against the Jets, and Bedard scored the game-winning. It, yeah, like, um, it, it's. But I still kind of want Connor Bedard out there. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: I mean, maybe this is the sort of thing where he revisits that a little bit. And look, like, let's be real. Like, Luke Richardson is learning on the job too. Like, we talk about the rebuilding of the players and the rookies and all that. This is his first time being a head coach, and there's lessons to be learned. You don't just start out as Scotty Bowman. You know, whether or not he ends up being a great head coach or not remains to be seen, but every coach goes through growing pains and lessons learned, and and maybe this is one. And look, like, it doesn't sound like he was really second-guessing himself at all. Like, his logic is sound. It just – you feel like three-on-three is made for a guy like Bedard and to not get to see him out there – tough.
3: Yeah, like, uh, as the giggity says, uh, I don't think – Bedard needs a defenseman to be tired in order to score a goal. Yeah, right. It doesn't hurt, but, yeah, it's uh, – you know, it is what it is. He, he explained his reasoning,
0: and uh, yeah. that's,
3: that's what it is. He told you, you also, why, and it
0: didn't work. You also have two guys in, in, in Kershev and Bedard that they're not great at the faceoff dot. So you put out guys like Felino and, and Dickinson – um, who have a, a better shot at, at winning that faceoff? So you have a, you're percent. You're playing percentages with the chance to start the puck um, higher by having those two guys out there than than with, with uh, Bedard and Kirschev. And yeah, say Bedard wins the faceoff, controls the puck, they go down and score and win the game in 15 seconds. Yeah, you look like a genius. Uh, every, everyone goes home happy. But you know, I, I think they're, If he had started Bedard and Kirschev and they lose in the same fashion. I mean, it's the same result, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. It, it's, it's not something I'm going to tear my hair out over. Um, like, like you said, like it, this is uh, this is still uh, time for, uh, for experiments and, and, and learning on the job. And, yeah, maybe next time Blackhawks get in, a, in an overtime uh, situation, maybe it is Bedard and, and Khrushchev or Bedard and whoever else you want out there to start. And, uh, and we go from there.
3: Yeah, if Foligno doesn't pull up and turn the puck over, we're not having this conversation. Right, the Dard gets a chance to win the game.
0: Right, yeah.
2: And that was kind of leads in. had a tough game. I see he did not speak after the game. Um, but, you know, obviously the turnover, then the game winner goes off his skate. And I think he was one of the many Blackhawks on the ice for the second Ealers goal that kind of, half-assed at the defense of that I'm interested I, I know Luke would not probably call out somebody like Felino, but um I think there was just a lot of a lot to be criticized on that second goal did you have anything to say about that
0: yeah I mean on, on the second goal uh you know he, he talked about it in the post game about how you know sometimes that's that's that is a uh a shot from Ehlers who's a really good player um you know I, I think he's you could put him in that category of underrated, as, as how you know how good and how much attention he actually gets, um, but that's a shot that you know uh, you see a lot of a lot of people taking this time of uh, or this in this generation, you know, and and the guys have that kind of skill to be able to pull it off. So it's you, you credit Ehlers to be able to to make that kind of shot, um, but yeah, I mean, it's there's there's defensive breakdowns on on both of those goals tonight that you'd you'd like to have back um and and yeah i think on the on the delayed penalty uh goal uh you know ehlers makes a, a move to the middle and and kevin korchinski's a step late trying to to cut him off and and you know makes the uh make make blackhawks pay and then on the second goal i mean it's 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 a great shot at a, at a tough angle so um yeah, it's 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 hard. it's it's when you have a team like the jets that have a lot of skilled players um, you don't have the uh, you don't have the luxury of being able to like take any time off uh, in the game. So when you do, you, you you are put on your heels and you have to try and recover. And, and against you know highly skilled players, um, it's hard to do that. So Blackhawks, I mean, they 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 turned it on in the third period, um, forced the overtime. Good for Tyler Johnson, but yeah, it's 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 those little those little lapses that uh, have bigger impacts. Well, let's, uh, let's
2: focus on some of the positive, and there was some positive in this game. Uh, Seth Jones finished his third third star of the game, and, and people might think we're pumping his tires, but uh, when you look at the game he had, uh, he had an assist. They did not give him that secondary assist in overtime, which was strange, but 29-18 of ice time, four shots, nine shot attempts. Uh, he just continues over the last, what, probably a week and a half, two weeks, has played t- upwards of 28, 29 minutes a night and has really taken it upon himself to get the puck on net. I think he, more than any hawk, has really gotten that message and has gotten good at it, and it's kind of amazing when you look at the output of shots and shot attempts he has, He's he still is stuck on that one goal. Uh, he's doing everything right, and he, right now, over the last five or six games, he is playing like a $9.5 million defenseman. He's been outstanding.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he talked after the game about you know the the directive that the uh, not just him but all the all the defensemen have been have been getting to to put the puck on net more often, um, find you know work work hard to find shooting lanes and, and take advantage of them. He's definitely been doing that uh, the last couple of games. And yeah, I mean maybe he's not shooting and, and shooting to score goals, but he's shooting to try and get through traffic, shooting for for sticks. Uh, you know, guys guys around the net trying to get deflections and stuff like that. So they're not necessarily you know trying to to go bar down from the blue line but he's he's got the uh the idea of trying to to shoot and and get a a fortunate bounce to go the blackhawks way which it really hasn't been this season um i don't know if you guys have have played sets uh post-game we did yeah Yeah, you did okay yeah so yeah i mean in in the opening statement he's basically just like "Of, of course you know bounces don't go our way this year that's 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 been the uh the story all season so i mean he's you saw his his um comments to, uh, to to Ben Pope uh, today and, and and yesterday and yeah you definitely see that how how this season is, is kind of taxing on him and um, you know all these guys they're 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 professionals they're they're ultimate competitors you you, you see that how much they they don't like losing uh, and Seth Jones is, is really uh, since he's been here only experienced that when when he signed his contract that is not what he was expecting so He's doing what he can to, to try and, and get some positive results for this team. Um, he's been playing a lot better recently and, and, and Tyler Johnson said it as well. Um, you know Seth is is the kind of guy that this team needs uh, to play the role that he's that he's playing and um, you know as in, in recent games, he's been playing it really well.
2: Well in respect to him too, like, you said that guys got was sold to Billy Goods when he got traded here, accepted a trade here, signed a long- term deal with the expectation of we're going to keep going for it. And then they're not. And he could, he'd well within his rights to piss and moan and be unhappy and rock the boat. And I mean, it would suck and we would all hate him for it. But instead, all he's done is go out there, play half the effing game and do everything he can to keep the Hawks in the game. Like he's been a total professional and look, I know people don't love the contract and I don't either. Fine. You know what I mean? But like, He's here, and he's giving you everything he's got, and that's really all you can ask of a guy, you know. And, and the production will come when the talent improves. It's a matter of time. Yeah. So yeah, um, Colin Blackwell okay, took that hard hit late in the game. Any update on that?
0: He came back, I know, but yeah, he came he came back and played. Um, you know, he, Luke wasn't asked about it. Seems like he's 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 going to be okay. He he did talk about Colin and and, and the goal he scored and um, what he brought to the uh, to the team tonight, and and he was very uh, very noticeable um, in in mostly all in good ways uh, tonight for for Blackwell, which is which is what you want to see. Second game in a row that he's had a, a really nice play, uh, finished it off and, and and scored. So you know he's he's one of those guys that you know. He's bringing the energy. Uh, he's he's playing every every shift hard, um, and he's doing everything that you know even more than I think that you'd be expected of him, especially offensively. The the way that he's been able to kind of create some plays and, and, and finish some chances, um, but he's also still out there forechecking, um, you know, hustling hustling after pucks, laying hits, blocking shots. Like he's doing doing literally everything he can. He's another guy that's like he's he's using every tool he has. Uh, in his in his tool chest to to try and you know get the most uh, do the most for this team. So yeah, it seems like he's seems like he's okay. It didn't seem like there was any concerns uh, coming from Luke Richardson. It was a pretty uh, pretty big hit between him and uh, I think it was Shifley. Um, but yeah, he came out and, and was on the ice uh, towards the end of the. Regulation and, and it seems like he's going to be okay.
2: Yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's kind of this whole team is trying to squeeze every ounce of talent it has out of itself. And you're even seeing that with like Dickinson and Felino and Kurisha. Like they're, they're, they're probably producing at rates that no one really expected them to because they have to. Like I, I say it all the time like someone has to score. It's an NHL team. They're on the ice for 60 minutes. At some point, the puck's going to go in. So you've got these guys who are just, you know, Nick Foligno, most of the year, has been your top-line winger. Jason Dickinson's yeah. been a second-liner. On a contender, those guys are third, maybe even fourth-liners at this point. Everybody is doing the most they can to keep the team in the game, and it just as frustrating as it can be. I don't know what more we should expect.
3: Was, there a con- was the concussion spotter off tonight? He was concussed. Because Connor <laughs> Hullabuck gets hit in the head yep. on a flyby by Taylor Radish's ass. Uh, and somehow yacht, somehow got him. Radish gets a penalty, even though Hullabuck wasn't even in the blue paint when that happened. It was completely intentional. Uh, but he's laying on the ice for a minute, and he stays in the game. Colin Blackwell, that hit he took from Shifley, was clearly in the side of the head, and he wasn't. Feeling great afterwards. Yeah, he looked and he, groggy on the bench. So I guess concussion spotters are no longer a thing in the NHL. Or, or the one that was assigned tonight was at the hot dog stand all night.
0: Don't blame Yeah, If they, yeah, if they, <laughs> yeah, if, they uh, if they have concussion spotters still, uh, I know there was a nice, nice one month period where where they were working hard uh, a few years ago. But yeah, if they have them still, they just This is not a good job by them because
3: I want that job (laughs) because apparently you just go to hockey games and go,
0: he's fine. He looks fine. Yeah. I mean, the the hellebuck one was was pretty egregious. I mean, if you have a guy rolling around on the ground, holding his head for a a few minutes, Mm -hmm. um, that's cause for concern. Yeah. Uh, Even if
2: they're full of shit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. He's
3: watching a little too much European (laughs) uh, (laughs) soccer there, weren't you, Connor? Did they call the penalty? All right. I'm fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, even, even in soccer, uh, when, you, you know, when you get uh, your, your, your toe stepped on and then you uh, do 15 somersaults and, and roll on the ground, you still have to come off the, the pitch, as it's called, um, for a few minutes and you know, get that magic spray sprayed on your ankle, and then you go back out there. Like For Hellebuck like, to, to have that reaction, and look, I'm not saying he completely faked anything he was feeling, but like you'd imagine a, a guy who got hit in the head clearly and then is holding his head rolling around, you're like, uh, maybe we should be a little concerned about that, but, but whatever, this is the NHL. This is what are we supposed to expect? They're going to take concussions seriously. Yeah, exactly. All
2: right. Well, the snow is piling up. So before we spring anything, we need to know anything we missed.
0: Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it was, uh, it's, it's great that they, that they got the, uh, the reward for the way that they played in that third period. Um, with the, uh, with, with Mrazic pulled, um, Seth Jones and, uh, Luke Richardson spoke about, you know, the, uh, the six on five work that they've had this season. Um, a lot of it, and they were able to get rewarded for it tonight and talked about how they were focusing more on, on, on plays down low when you have, uh, the, the six on five advantage rather than, um. Just trying to 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 shoot from the blue line and and for rebounds and stuff. So it was it was a different strategy and and ended up working. It Was a really I'm surprised. I am surprised that Seth Jones didn't get the secondary assist on on that game tire because he clearly passed the puck to Dickinson uh, and then Dickinson made the move to the front of the net and Johnson finished it. So it's, well, they're, that's given Felino,
3: they're giving Foligno they're giving the primary. So he must have tipped the puck on the way to Johnson. I don't know. That might change oh. before the end before it's all said and done, but. He must have nip tipped the puck in between Dickinson uh, and nip. Johnson. So uh, You said nip. I did. And uh, so he stole the assist from Seth Jones.
2: I'm watching the replay right now. I will tell you what I okay. see. Seth Jones to Dickinson. Yeah, Flino did get a piece of it. Did he? Okay. Yeah, well, then he did get a piece of it.
0: Well, the point still remains that they, they set up the play to go down low, and, and, and Dickinson made the move to the net. So, um, yeah, just a different look, and it, and it, it paid off. So good uh, – uh, good reward for them, the way that they played that third period, controlled most of it. Um, you'd hope that they'd be able to do more of that for more of the game, but when you are out talented, there's only so much you can do
2: uh speaking of Seth Jones, one of us had him for who's your hawk? I think
0: I think so I realize you're
2: gonna have to wear that for the rest of the show now. you're calling it no. out a little early. <laughs> I'll wear it through the break. We got to do it with Mario here. I'm mm-hmm. closing the gap on you, Tirabassi. <laughs> Yeah. I am the winner. Hot dog, I am a wiener. All right. Seth Jones. Good game. I just figure a guy who plays half the game is gonna have he's kind of become like Bedard 2.0. If Bedard's off the board, you kinda take Seth Jones just because Well,
3: I think I'm gonna get him next game because (laughs) I have first pick again next game, but by our rules, I cannot pick counter Berdard. So
2: So Mario, you got Bedard?
3: <laughs> it sounds like okay. looks let's like we have our picks here. We
2: can just, just build the graphic right I'm now. Gonna ha- I'm gonna take
3: Jones and uh, so yeah. Uh, Jay, you're gonna have to take Kershev or sure. Johnson Ur- or Church whoever. Blackwell, he's on a heater. There you go. He's on
2: an eighty two game pace over the last two games. He is. <laughs> Tell all the other GMs. Yeah. All right, Mario, drive safe, man. Enjoy the wind. And all the other bullshit that's happening outside. I walked out and I looked at go, What the hell is this? There's yeah. like legitimately accumulating snow outside.
0: Yeah. yeah and I wore
2: like- this morning I wore a t shirt out to the store.
0: Yeah, and it's gonna be seventy on Tuesday. Sweet.
3: Hey, Chicago,
0: man. Tom Skilling was trying to tell us about it a couple days ago. What does he know? No such thing. <laughs>
2: Who made him an expert? No such thing as climate change. Exactly. All right, Mario. Take care, man. We'll see you uh, Sunday.
0: See you Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Should be a lot of fun.
2: Fun and long day. We'll talk to you then. Yeah, that is Mario Tiribasi live from the United Center. Uh, good stuff from him, as always. And speaking of good stuff, it still has the sweet aroma of bacon. In this room, despite my best efforts to change the aroma in the kitchen area before the show. <laughs> you did. I, think I at least warned you. you, you were and I brought you your Coors ult- edge. Ultimate teammate. Uh, but uh, you know, it still smells very, very strongly like bacon in here. And ass. And as because- <laughs> well, the, that's because Charlie does not make ass bacon. Oh, but if you request it, he might. He will try. But don't get that. Get the good bacon he makes. Charlie, the bacon guy, he's based in Woodridge, and he makes. Listen up, if you're just joining us, craft bacon. Yeah, you didn't know that was a thing, did you? Yep, it's a thing. Get yourself some craft bacon and bacon jam. Charlie offers over 35 different flavors. It's all naturally cured. There's nothing in there that's fake. No preservatives. Nothing like that. It is. Uh, it is herbs. It is spices, and that's about it. And glorious bacon, and glorious, glorious bacon, fatty, delicious bacon. And you might say like, well, you know, I'm not just going to order like a pound of bacon from a guy. Well, yeah, you got to get a lot from Charlie and you can do that 10 with pounds. confidence because everything is vacuum sealed. It freezes up beautifully. It'll last in the package 60 days in the fridge. And one week after the seal's broken, nine months in the freezer. Longer than that, I can speak to. He's just being careful. It's longer than that. Who has bacon in their freezer I have a chest months? freezer, and it fell. It, like, slid down. And I found some back bacon. I'm like, well, this is still What's good. it even doing
3: in your freezer? Back bacon? Mine never yeah. even makes it to the freezer.
2: Back bacon's delicious.
3: It doesn't survive. It doesn't last. It doesn't make it out of the fridge in two, I know. three days. It's
2: rare. It's rare that that happens. But Shame sometimes on you. Charlie's like, hey, here's a bunch of test bacons. You know, so I have more than most people.
3: You're allowed to eat it in back-to-back days.
2: Anyway, it freezes up beautifully. Have no fear. And bacon jam, what does that go on? Uh, Your hand. Anything. (laughs) Your tongue. (laughs) If we could put it on a uh, burger. Put it on your pizza. If if it's food. It's great in grilled cheese. Yeah, put it on anything. Charlie puts it in cinnamon rolls. Or just eat it with a spoon. Go to charliethebaconguy.com. See the flavors he's offering now. And check out the Bacon Vault. It's all the flavors he's made in the past, and if it's not currently available, give Charlie about two weeks and he'll make it for you. He's also got great-looking merch, beanies, hats, T-shirts, stickers, coffee mugs. Get some. Here are some of the favorite bacon flavors, maple pecker... Nope, maple <laughs> pepper <laughs> chorizo. I don't know if he makes that one either. Perfect complement to that ass <laughs> bacon French toast. I'm glad Charlie's a friend because uh, honey chipotle, Cajun jardiner. I love the jardiner. Raspberry chipotle in Maui. Wow, we just tried that this week. Excellent bacon jams. How about the original bourbon, mango habanero, and cherry jalapeno? Oh my god, the cherry jalapeno! Stop yourself. Starting now, you can save ten percent on your order. At CharlieTheBaconGuy.com, when you use the code CHGO at checkout, you can pick it up, which is the most efficient way for you. Or he can deliver it to you, meet you halfway, or even ship it. He makes the bacon so you can bring it home. Go to CharlieTheBaconGuy.com, follow him on Instagram at Charlie the bacon guy, Twitter at CZTheBaconGuy, or shoot him an email, CharlieTheBaconGuy at gmail.com.
3: I don't know how to top that. So <laughs> the yeah, chat's I'm, not, it, I'm not even gonna try. Chat wants to try the maple pecker. Yeah, well, I mean <laughs> Hey man, I'll try anything once. It's uh it's a Canadian sex organ. If Charlie <laughs> makes it, it's probably good. Uh hey, you want a bigger car to put more bacon in it? Yes. Well, we've got great news for you. Our partner, Ray Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram, Ram with the Maple Pecker in Fox Lake is celebrating. <laughs> President's Day sales event all month long. You know what that means? You're going to be able to shop presidential savings on their wide selection of inventory. For a limited time, get 20% off MSRP on all remaining new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models. You like Gladiator yeah. models, Tommy? <laughs> Russell Crowe's favorite car. <laughs> They're number one for new vehicle quality along midside Chuck trucks, says JD Power. And you should listen to him. He knows what he's talking he about. He doesn't talk about bad things he only talks about good things and that's not all shop their last call on select dodge challenger and charger models dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand so you don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 dodge muscle cars to choose from at ray chrysler dodge jeep and Ram. you'll always be able to shop one of chicago's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to ray's price promise don't miss out shop great Deals all month long and save big because Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram Ram makes buying a new vehicle more affordable ever. And that's not all. Just for listening, you can get an absolutely free oil change just by mentioning CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at RayCDJR slash service. But you have to schedule before February 29th. Listen, we want you to get a free oil change so much, we gave you a whole extra day to go do it. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, you have to check out the team at Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram Ram because they're the only team we recommend. Visit them on Route 12 in Fox Lake or at RayCDJR.com. Serving the community since 1963. J.D. Power, born May 30th,
2: 1931 in Worcester, Mass. Died January 23rd, 2021. He was 89 years old. RIP In peace, J.D. Power.
3: Even if he was a Masshole.
2: Yeah. It's from Wista, Wista. Hey man, the guy's made a made a whole life of just saying like this thing's good. Hey, he's a trusted man. He's an optimist, is what he is. I would mean, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> is there always the opposite of JD Power. Like, is it's like this thing sucks.
3: Does he have bad reviews for stuff? Isn't that Mr. Uh, Who was the fashion guy uh, that always did the uh, like worst dress list? Oh yeah, Mr., was it Mr. Blackwell, Collins' dad? Maybe must be. I'm going to get in a J.D. Power
2: wor- uh, wormhole tonight when I can't right. sleep. So I'll, I'll report back next week. He doesn't
3: show. just talk about cars. He like,
2: recommends no, everything. everything. Yeah, like, like blenders. And- ah, how do you get that kid where you just test stuff? I think you just invented. it. All right. I am offering the service. Send me everything, and I'll tell you if it's good or not. That's awesome. That's just good thinking. You it's know? good stuff. It's like my high school teacher. He, he said, Give uh, me Tom your- Poverty at St. Lawrence. Anyone who went to St. Lawrence knows Tom Poverty. He said, like, when he was in his early 20s, he had the idea for Jiffy Lube. And he's like, ah, eh, it's just not realistic. You can't probably do that. And then, like, you know, the oil, like, pull in, work from the floor, like, quick oil change. He invented the concept in his brain and never followed through. And to this day, it tortures him. JD Power. He's like, screw this. I'm going to review stuff.
3: Send me your stuff for free, and <laughs> I'll tell everybody. That's exactly. great. What an awesome That's gig. great.
2: All right, all right. Uh, Lucy wants to know, Greg and Jay, settle this. Can the Hawks get the first overall pick more than twice in a five-year span? Nope. nope. I cannot.
3: know Lord Hostess says if they finish last and they get the number one overall pick, they don't technically win the lotto. Yeah, they do win the lottery because they draw for the number one pick, and the Hawks have the most chances. So if they get the number one pick, they won the lottery. Right. You can't do that more than twice in five years. So if they get number one overall this year – they can't for five more years. And I saw some of you freaking weirdos talking about the 2026 number one overall. Stop! Oh, my God. The kid's... F-
2: Relax.
3: The kid hasn't even <laughs> sprouted a pube yet, and you're talking about when we're going to draft him. Jesus Relax. Christ. Relax. Uh. Can we get to the 2024 draft? Yeah, I think I saw you people sickos. saying, like, maybe they shouldn't make... because.
2: Maybe they shouldn't get Celebrini because then in 2026 it'll be even better. It's like, oh, my God.
3: I don't want the Blackhawks even in the lottery in 2026. Give yourselves exactly. a mental break. Like, relax. Stop. Relax. I don't care if he's Bedard's cousin. I'm ready for
1: competitive hockey again. Great. Come on, yes.
3: man. Yes. Perfect. Off.
2: Baby, come on. Just
3: I, stop. Uh, you guys God. are weird. I love you, each and every one of you. <laughs> but freaking <laughs> stop. Stop yourselves. Yeah, just to quote
2: the great late. Take a, take a deep breath. What do you, Greg always says: Go smell a flower.
3: Yeah, go outside, read a book. Yeah, s- go pet a dog. Right, do something. Do all those things. All Just, right, oh. we got some stuff to wrap up.
2: Uh, I am the winner of uh, f- of uh, Who's Your Hawk. We talked about that already. We got to go now to Connor's corner.
3: Well, that will make me feel some feel better. There it,
2: is. there it is. Always, always a little playful little ditty. That's the best
3: Connor's corner we've ever no, seen. No, we've
2: had better corners before. Uh, Connor Bedard finished this game with one shot on goal, three shot attempts, eighteen oh eight of ice time. Was in the penalty box twice. Served a bench minor, and then took an offsetting penalty, so that reduced the minutes a little bit for Bedard. Uh, not his finest game, but as we talked about with Korchinski, development is not linear. Um, but while what wasn't there in the production right. was there in the decision making tonight. Yeah. Making and safer and better place. Well, he had
3: to because he had two white sweaters on him every time. Like yeah. they, Winnipeg, they watched him single handedly beat them once this year. They weren't going to do it again. Yeah. They were like, "We're going to make Colin Blackwell and Tyler Johnson beat us." Well, I mean, and it uh, makes it. Of course, he's but he's gonna, the one guy that right. you got to stop. And he's going to have to learn how to fight through on these nights. And, you know, it will get better when he has better talent around him. Uh, and the Jets the Jets are a big, very good defensive team. And they're fast. They're structured. They yes. stay within their structure. They have their layers. The four will let him go, but there's a big old defenseman waiting for him. Oh, and if you're able to get back through that structure, they've got the best goalie in the league waiting for you. So... It's a tough team. I do have a feeling, though. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm not great at predictions. Two straight games without a point for Connor Bedard. Oh, the and Detroit he's really Red Wings, who suck at defense and do not have great goaltending. Patrick Kane in the building. The hockey world watching. <sighs> I predict. I'm predicting three point night for Connor Bedard. All right, I like that. I like where your head's he at. Is going to be like, I'm sorry, Patrick Kane. You are old news. <laughs> I'm the current news. You're just going to have to watch me take over this This game. might
2: be that, what year was that, where it was like Kane versus Matthews. Yeah. Where they were just back and forth the 20, whole game. 2019, Yeah, It wasn't, wasn't that long, long ago. ago.
3: Yeah. That overtime game. They each had a hat trick, right? Yes. I believe that's right. Or something. Yeah. It was a, it but was it was a, a back but, and forth,
2: like, awesome game. I
3: think Bedard against the Red Wings. Is the with the energy in that building? It's the perfect game for him to go victimize somebody because the Red Wings don't play great defense. Yeah, it's been their biggest problem all season. Uh, let's see it. Let's see. Let's see. Let's, a lot see lot of fun. let's see Kane and Bedard, but Put on a show. Do you think? Do uh,
2: you think there'll be booze for Kane? I can't imagine that.
3: <sighs> I don't think uh, so. No way. There's really no reason for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of
2: people booed – and I was one of them.
3: Yeah, different time. Yeah. And different it, era. The team was
2: in a different spot, too.
3: Yeah. Patrick Kane never said he'd never play for Detroit. Yeah. Less meatheads in the crowd than True. there were in the 90s. True. No, I – Um, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe one, maybe after that first – after the tri- tribute, maybe yeah, you right. might get a couple. If he scores a goal, people may be like, boo. Yeah. Don't, don't hurt, don't hurt I, us, but I don't see. He's I, done too I've, much here. He's going to get a, he's gonna get ovation. a huge ovation. People are going to cheer. The second he comes on the ice for warm-ups, people are going to go crazy. Um, and then but, the, ma- but the Detroit Sox chant better be in full effect oh, on Oh, it's going to be. It, it's your one time a year Come where on. it needs to be. Yes. Yes. It, it should be. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be such a fun day. I, I really feel wait. I really feel like
2: that chant is starting to die out. The last well, couple the of the games dying. I've been to, it's been non-existent. People well, don't well, we know it. The rivalry's over. The,
3: there's a it whole sucks, lot of new newer fans who you could tell are at their first games. There's a lot of things that need to be explained to the current Black Hawk fans. Uh, we need to maybe we got to do it ourselves. There needs to be some PS PSAs filmed about the chant. Yeah. It's let's go hawks. So many times people are trying to start the let's go blackhawks. It's like that's not the chant. It's let's go hawks. Detroit sucks. It's the same they go in rhythm. Yeah. It's the same pattern. Um, and you know, you gotta the wait for the whistle. I mean, there's times in the press box I want to scream, but people are just getting up and walking out with the puck and play. That is not cool, man. They're like back in the day. They had Jonathan Taves do a, a video yep. on on the board telling people about puck and play, all the hockey etiquette stuff. They need to re-record that with Connor Bedard and get it out there so people are, yeah. people know. There it's, it's a lot of people that have never been to a hockey game, and unless you they they're not going to know unless you tell them. Tell them nicely. Don't scream at them. Yeah. Don't they be a up. dick. Don't be right. a
2: gatekeeper. It, right. If now if it happens repeatedly, well then be okay. a dick. Yeah. Yeah. But if you say, hey, hey, look, just so you know, know man,
3: like, like, you know, wait till the we, 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 yeah, hockey like. Yeah. But if you have Connor Bedard up there telling them, hey, man, don't get up to the whistle yeah. blows. People will listen.
2: I would think so. I know I would. But, but yes, yeah, it's, it, it look, is. Look,
3: let's like, go Hawks with with. Let's a, go Hawks with the young team it and, and, and new
2: eyes on a team because of Bedard. Like there's new fans. Yes. And I, I'm telling y'all welcome them. New fans are good, but also help them. Don't be a dick and don't scream at them because all they're going to do is freak out and not know why they're getting screamed at. Say, hey, next time,
1: wait till the whistle. Go run and get your pizza then.
2: It's easy. Yeah,
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: I think people will be like, oh, cool. That makes sense. Okay, thank you. I yeah. didn't think of that, right? Totally makes sense. All right. Uh, last thing we got to do before we go is anoint. The four-star of the game, and I don't even know who it is. Who is the winner? It was Colin Blackwell. Colin Blackwell. 68% of the Ooh, vote. Ooh, wow. one
3: more vote to get that nice. Almost had uh, a very
2: nice vote. Yeah. Uh, but congrats to Colin Blackwell. Look, from the second this game started, Colin Blackwell was shot out of a damn cannon. Yep. He played his ass off today. He played his ass off. He was really, really good. Nice to see him get rewarded on that breakaway goal. But By the way, go back and watch that. Highlight! Look at this pass by Seth Jones, yeah. laser beam on the tape, catches him in stride, and nice little t- couple ga- couple games I in a row. Had or
3: the toe drag goal yeah. last game.
2: Hey, that trade value, it's going up. Well, oh, I saw. I think uh it was no Roids who asked would they trade Tyler Johnson. I think the two guys on this team that have a little bit of trade value who they would consider are Johnson and Blackwell. Yeah, and I'm not pissed if they don't trade either of them. Right, but both unrestricted free let's, agents.
3: Let's Realistic, you're not getting much for either of those guys. No, maybe a third round pick for Johnson because you can retain half the salary, right? Um, But you're not getting much. If Tyler Johnson says, "Hey, I'd like to go to contender and have one more run," you owe him that. Sure, he's earned that. Right? He's he's been a a a warrior since coming here. I know the production hasn't been what you know we've been used to. The health hasn't been great, but you know if the if the Colorado Avalanche say, "Hey, we kind of want." Tyler Johnson to play on our bottom six. We've got, you know, we need another Johnson for Jack. Sure, you make that deal. Um, dude, that's about it. That's really all. Yeah, that's really all there is. But as uh, you retweeted, uh, Pierre LeBrun on the Athletic had a note about the Blackhawks would be willing to take on like another Nikita Zaitsev guy, where you get a guy on a not great contract that has another year beyond this. If you make it worthwhile with the draft capital. So I see a very quiet trade deadline day for the Blackhawks. But I do also see them maybe picking up a pick or a prospect in being a uh, third team in kind of just taking on half a half a salary to kind of facilitate, you know, a team with some salary. Yeah,
2: I'm looking at some of these 2025 free agents. Tavares, Marner, Ben Rantanen.
3: And well, look <laughs> further down the list.
2: <laughs> Nick Backstrom. Don't don't start. Uh, Ryan Johansson, Brent Burns, Victor Hedman, Evgeny Kuznetsov. That could be one, but they're not going to look to do anything, right? Orlov, Ekblad, Provorov, No, Besser, Giroux, Petrie, Marchand, Brock Nelson. There's just not a t- I, like. I don't know like last year the I feel like the uh Zaytsev one was
3: so obvious right I don't I never know what team wants to clear out a little bit of salary to make a bigger trade Yeah but we'll see Yeah we'll see it'll be interesting All right got some super chats to knock
2: out before we go uh, evil bills with 10 bucks thank you so much he says buy some f and bacon don't tell me twice and uh, jg with a one dollar super chat thank you for that jg and we want to welcome by the way our new diehards uh four more i'm sorry five more over the last two days uh we've got jim and tim rich caleb and kari uh that's 84 new diehards this month let's keep it going become a diehard and here's the thing everybody since you stuck with us late There's going to be another announcement for something special on Monday's show. Yep.
3: And being a diehard is going to pay off in that regard. It really is. So So if you're not a diehard already and you hate missing out on big events, become a diehard because diehards are going to get first crack at something really cool. An upgraded
2: experience. Absolutely right. So allchgo.com. Not only do you uh, get access to what we're hyping for Monday, we'll tell you the details on Monday. Uh, you also get a free sugar hat upon sign up, twenty percent off our CHGO locker, twenty percent off all of our events and takeovers. So jump in
3: and uh, become a diehard today. Absolutely, and please, for the love of bacon, yes, hit the like button on your way out. of Yes, please. Done that yet the math is just not adding up to me. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Ice Hogs won tonight. Hey! Uh, no no points from Lucas Reichel, uh, but he had a couple shots on goal. And according to John Fromey, who does a really good job giving out Ice Hogs update, uh, he was uh, had some bad puck luck tonight. Had a couple of good scoring chances, just didn't get it over through. Wyatt Kaiser, goal and assist. First career multi point game for young Mr. Kaiser. So big win for the Ice Hogs tonight. Keep him coming. Our guy Remington had a power play goal.
2: There he is. It's right where he belongs. Right in a top line out of an AHL team. It's Good for him. Where he's best. All right, we'll talk to everybody on Sunday after Hawks and Red Wings delayed post game. Show. Yes, we will. We're gonna come after the game ends. So don't look for us immediately after the game. Probably what a half hour or so. Probably. Yeah. However probably.
3: long it takes you guys to get out of the parking lot and me to do post game uh, media. Yep. Because somebody's got to work that. We'll day. We'll be here
2: exactly, and it's you, not me. All right, we'll talk to you Sunday after Hawks and Red Wings. Thanks to Kevin for running the show. We'll talk to you then on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.